This is the Krillcast. I'm Chris. And I'm And I'm Tim from Tell Me More. Timmy! Timmy. <laughs> so, uh, you want to tell everybody a little bit about your channel? Uh, sure, yeah. I mean, uh, it's called Tell Me More, and we just talk about interesting things. We don't discriminate either. People, places, events, um, internet legendary and tomfoolery, all that jazz. I heard he's going to check out the legend of Chris Chan next. Um. Uh, you're not supposed to tell everybody that. But yeah, <laughs> that's what's going on. Oh, man. You should just copy all of the legend of videos that PewDiePie has already done and just use him as your research. I was going to say, if you can't notice the striking similarities in my content to PewDiePie's, then you're not watching <laughs> either of us. <laughs> all right. So... We're just gonna we're gonna do something different today for the first time, and Will's got to tell us what today is first. Today is Manic Monday. You can tell he's getting like totally bored of this. Intro. He's so excited. Yeah, I, need to, I need to come up with a new one. <laughs> so the, the, we're gonna do some quick hits, some quick topics for the first time on mm-hmm. the Grillcast. We're not just gonna do the main topic because the news travels fast, and there's a lot of topics. So the first one is that Stadia is rumored to be launching a free tier, and my first thought is, yeah. You can't get away with selling people mm-hmm. games that they have to pay full price for and charge a subscription for it when there's no minimum benefit for doing so. Like, I could just be subscribed to Stadia and have no games, and it still costs me 15 bucks a month and $16 yep. per game. What do you think the... How are they going to monetize that? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, maybe licensure of the games. Maybe that's why they're still 60 when they're, like, 20 on every other platform. Like, mm-hmm. hmm, Assassin's Creed, that's not going to drop in price on Stadia, but I can go get an Xbox One copy for, what, 10 bucks in two years? Right. Exactly. Or, like, I mean, Xbox has sales all the time, so you can get uh, relatively new games for really cheap all the time. Since yeah, we all know that uh, Timmy is subscribed to Google Stadia already, what's your experience been? I was the first uh, Stadia <laughs> member, actually. Uh, I think the like damage is already done, man. So everybody kind of hates on Stadia, so I don't think you're going to, like, win everyone over with a free... You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think the That's real question me. is who wanted this? Like, who well, said, you know what? For you. Who wanted Google to muscle in? Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't work. I mean, you got xCloud. xCloud's going to kick the butt out of. It's already kicking its butt. Yeah. And it doesn't <laughs> even exist yet, right? It's in beta, yeah. Yeah, technically it doesn't exist <laughs> to everybody else. Will's got well, it. Well, in beta, it has more games than the full launch of Stadia, so. Oh, 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 I thought you meant that the xCloud had more games in beta than it's going to have at launch, and I was like, that's a topic we need to talk mm-hmm. about. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, what uh, what is the um, what's the one, what is the cloud service that is launched? It's, like a, it's a PC, I can't think of what it's called right now, I'm blanking on it, but uh, Bethesda's pulled out of it, and um, Activision's pulled its games. What are you talking about? NVIDIA, maybe, is they just did it. Nvidia, the Nvidia Shield stuff? No. It, it just launched. It oh, G, GeForce, those, GeForce, GeForce. Yeah, so it, yeah. it was in beta, and all those uh, games are available, but now they aren't. So it actually has launched with less games in, in beta. Hmm, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that I wanted to bring up about this is uh, basically. Nobody asked for Stadia. They muscled their way into the gaming market. They got a bunch of licenses. They've got some Stadia exclusives, whatever that means. And yet, 
they pretty much failed already. I mean, everybody knows it's a failure. It's just like Vista. Everybody knew Vista was a failure, and so it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of kind of what I was getting at. Damage is done. They already. Mm-hmm. You don't get a second chance in tech. People forget about you, and you're a failure. True. That's not true. Sometimes it, they do come back, but I don't. It takes think a lot Google of work and a long down. time. Like Xbox One mm-hmm. has recovered the brand, finally. But uh, nobody's going to go out and buy a, an OG Xbox One at this point. Unless you're yeah. like me and you're like, hey, look, eBay, 50 bucks. <laughs> mm, Game Pass machine. <laughs> but other than me. Um, another thing we wanted to talk about before we get started with the main topic. Rockstar Games is rumored to be announcing GTA 6, but it sounds like those rumors might have been squashed already. But it was all based around a couple images on their website. Um, seems like Timmy has some ideas on it. Well, I have the idea that I don't think it's happening. Sadly, I mean they're making so much money. I had more. (laughs) Like honestly, when I saw that as one of the things we might talk about, I was just like, "What? GTA Six, please?" Yeah, but no, that's definitely not 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 appearing to be anything. But I will say though, when they did Red Dead, all they did was like change the logo on a tweet or something, you know, or the back camera what it was. They like tweeted a red logo. Rockstar, and it, I mean, so maybe mm-hmm. see them do like about the same thing, but yeah. And I mean, the launch window makes sense for them to like announce it this year and launch it next year, right? Um, as far as the gap between their games, so it does make sense. Yeah, that would be so amazing. I will say, we've been playing um, the last couple nights Division 2, mm-hmm. and just like how that is such a free roam, do whatever you want. It reminds me of GTA, and like if they don't do something like that, like with the co-player campaign in that mm-hmm. world where you're just, you know, you can meet up with anybody, you can play off of whoever's server you're on, and I mean Division 2 did it really well in that regard as far as anyone can join up with anybody regardless of level or you know, progress or whatever, mm-hmm. so it's pretty great. that would be amazing if they did that with GTA 6. You know, it's kind of weird. Man. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Gonna, I'm sorry. I'm not trying no, to. No, no, you're, you're good. You're good. Go ahead. Go ahead. Here, but, yeah. uh, well, I was just going to say one other thing that I saw, and it was just a fan made image, but it was, um, you know, it was GTA, and then they used the VI for Roman numerals for six. And mm-hmm. so um, that would have been really cool if they would have, like, revisited Vice City and used the VI and Vice. To, you know, oh, know. man. Yeah. Yeah. But that's all I want to say. If they are going to do it, please put it in Vice City, but I don't care because <laughs> I'll take yeah. it however it comes. Also, this. The robot makes me think it's in the future, which has made me much more excited about the game. So, I don't know, GTA, like, in the future, that'd be interesting. Joke's on you. It's a game sponsored by Mr. Medicare called Mr. Anti-Bully. <laughs> <laughs> it's all making sense. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that uh, Timmy got the joke. Sure. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Yes, I think. His, his Twitter handle is uh, anti-bully, Mr. Anti-Bully. Mr. Medicare, if you've ever heard of him. Uh, okay, alright, okay. okay. And I see. since Rockstar already has the bully game, it'd be even mm-hmm. better if they had a game called The Anti-Bully. Wow. <laughs> be the sequel, the much-awaited okay. sequel to Bully. Mm-hmm. No, I'm sorry. Good levels I just there. I just thought I could like jump a couple levels and Timmy would be on the same page because of all well, his great research he does in his videos. Yeah, will definitely will never be on the same He's like, page. big brain! <laughs> yeah. Not a lot going on, but it's, oh, it's big of film. All right, we'll see how this goes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Look, GTA 6 will probably be, other than maybe Half-Life 3, the biggest announcement probably in this decade. 
because look at how much GTA 5 exploded. And it's mm-hmm. basically been going on for, what, a decade now? Almost? Still putting content on the live stuff. Mm-hmm. GTA 5 Online is probably the most successful online service game ever. Yeah. Except maybe Minecraft? Does that count? I'm I don't not know. Sure. Eh, whatever. Eh, we'll this is it. the most profitable game of all time, right? Uh, GTA 5, I mean. Probably. I don't know if the amount of iterations of Tetris count, because that's like right up there with it. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so now that we got our two quick topics out there, there's a rumor for GTA 6 and Stadia sucks. Not news. Yeah, still sucks. <laughs> it really sucks. The, the really cool topic we had ready for today, now that we're nine minutes into a video that normally only goes about 20 minutes. My bad. <laughs> that's, that's totally on me, actually. It's always on me. It's always my fault. Alright. Uh, Black Mesa. Probably one of the coolest fan projects ever. To get like an mm-hmm. official endorsement from the original company, um, so I'm going to give you guys a little background here. Um, Black Mesa is a fan-made HD definition of the original Half-Life HD definition remake of the original Half-Life game that has been blessed off by Valve and will be releasing on Steam, and is officially slated to release this upcoming Thursday, March 5th, 2020. Uh, mm. This project took the Black Mesa, also called Crowbar Collective, 14 years to make, starting back in March of 2006. The team did not make any money until June of 2015, approximately nine years and two to three months after the original project began. So that's pretty crazy. I mean, you're spending nine years of your life working on a fan project that you made no money on. I mean, come mm-hmm. on. Can you imagine? That's crazy. I mean, if we did the Curlcast for nine years and never made a cent, I don't know if I'd keep doing it. I mean, I doubt that they're not doing it for the job. It clearly was a hobby. It's a passion project. But it's cool that they're making money at it now, and it's actually going to be released. I mean, but seriously, if I spend a decade doing the Curlcast, and we like, if we don't hit at least like monetization levels of subscribers in nine years, I think we're doing something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, I, I thought that quote from the guy uh, Adam. I have his name somewhere. Adam they, Eagles. I guess Eagles? what I'm trying to say is they got they got they got dedication. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm not saying that it was stupid to work for nine years for no money. Don't get that idea in your head. I think it's great that they did this. Okay, no backlash be be received from my comments, please. <laughs> All right, Timmy, what you got? Uh, I was just gonna say um, one thing that I thought was kind of cool when they put that announcement out. He said, uh, "What you're." on your topic, you know, he's talking about volunteering all of his time, he said, uh, I've heard you should not work for free, he said, I couldn't disagree with that more, he did, like, tons of tons of side projects, and he pretty much just goes on to say that he wouldn't have been where he is now if he didn't work for free for a long time, because he enjoyed what he was doing, and, you know, moral of the story, became his career, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that was in uh, one of the links I sent you guys, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah because I, I actually, one of my coworkers. I'm not going to give out any names or anything, but one of my coworkers has been telling me for like the last year, maybe two years, you need to play Half-Life. And I'm like, hmm, yeah, if they have an HD remake, maybe I'll give it a mm-hmm. shot. Well, I guess I better give it a shot now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> going to be buying $20 worth of Black Mesa when it comes out. I mean, 20 bucks for an HD remake that took 15, oh, 15 um, what, 06? 14, 14 years, years to make. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's a pretty good bargain. I might have mm-hmm. to, I might jump on that. And I never, I never played Half Life, but I had a lot of friends that did, and uh, I do know it was super cool that you could just like mess with that physics engine all the time. Yeah. That was definitely a big, uh, big appeal. 
So this is based on Half-Life 2 engine, by the way. Right. I was going to ask you that, yeah. So how much respect do you have for Valve being willing to bless off this fan creation remake of their original, like, this is like their their prodigal son has returned Half-Life franchise, right? Like, mm-hmm. them blessing this off, I mean, this would be like well, Nintendo. Well, they're not going to make it. This would be like Nintendo blessing off a Mario fan-made game. You know, I mean, this is like a big deal for Valve to be like, yeah, you could have it, fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Valve can't count past uh, two, so, I mean, I guess a remake counts as three. No. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> I think they're just always trying to be the good guy, like, mm-hmm. on the face, but, you know. Well, the other you thing you gotta remember, Steam takes thirty percent off the top, so yep. they are making money on this fan made remake mm-hmm. that they had very little involvement in. <laughs> Take it how you yeah. want. Yep, it's cool that it's being released. That's all I gotta say about that. I don't, I don't know exactly how much Steam will be making. Off, or I mean, Bell will be making off of it, but um, it's still very cool. What are you doing, Chris? I'm Very showing off the Grillcast logo. Really. <laughs> wow. I know. Uh, it, it's wh- this Minions wow. mug because it's yellow. It erases itself oh. on the green screen. Magic. Thanks for explaining that, Chris. I've never seen a green screen before. <laughs> TV magic. So I'm going to pull up the trailer because right now we're just talking in front of words and that's kind of boring. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Oh, man. What the heck? I can't get the... There we go. There we go. It's like, I can't get the music and sounds to go away. Like, I don't want to get copyright struck again. <laughs> oh. Do you have any issues with copyright strikes, Timmy? I have not had any run-ins yet. Knock on all of the wood. But I also, like, you know, spend a lot of time editing and chopping up and changing speeds and zooms and mm-hmm. frames and all sorts of stuff to try and get around it. We get hit by a lot of companies, and I have bad, won every single dispute. Have you really? I have not lost a single dispute. Undefeated. Yet. Undefeated. Amazing. All I just put in there is, like, I will sue you with half-Asian mm-hmm. lawyer Bill Richmond. And <laughs> they're like, nope. No, that's not what happens. I have to remember that. <laughs> no, I, I just put it's fair use, right? I give them the legal definition, and I say, hey, look, I re- we don't have any audio playing from your video. It's not even a reaction video. It's just us talking over footage from a trailer that you guys have and that's it. Right. And they're like, oh, okay. See ya. <laughs> that's it. It's awesome that it's that simple. It is. The dispute process, they do warn mm-hmm. you, like, this could come with legal repercussions if you dispute it uh, incorrectly. And I'm like, what? <laughs> wow. So, I'm going to jump in here and talk about this video. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> um, is this the, are these the graphics right here? Uh, I think this is the OG graphics one. Yeah, here's the new graphics. Okay. I was going to say, that looks exactly the same. <laughs> also, is the gameplay sped up? It looks like he's moving through the environment really fast. No, it's just fast, it's fast gameplay. I don't believe it's sped up at all. Yeah. That, that pretty much blows me out. Half-Life well? I've, I've not all the way through. I have played it on and off, though. I'd like to see a remake of Half-Life 3. Oh, wait. It has to come out first. (laughs) Um, No, I mean, Black Mesa is probably one of the biggest projects for any fan dev team to ever take on, especially considering the length of time it took them to do it. 
the um, amount of research they probably had to do into the Half-Life 2 engine because it's not like a... The Half-Life 2 engine is not like your run-of-the-mill Unreal Engine 4. This is like a custom engine made by Valve. Mm -hmm. So not only do they have to reskin things and build environments, but also adapt the physics from the original Half-Life game to work in the Half-Life 2 engine and rebuild all of the levels on top of that with all the bad guys, the AI, everything. I mean, think about it. You are taking an engine that is a unique property of Valve and adapting an older game to it by rebuilding mm-hmm. everything. That's insane. It always blows my mind when fans yeah, are cool. able to do this. Like just like the SPB three for Halo, it just it blows my mind that they can go under the hood and manipulate the you know code and create like a, a unique unique game. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> got so excited I started to stutter. <laughs> <laughs> so I think this is really cool, but I also think it's even also cool when people take inspiration from, like, say, Pray for the Gods. You, you know that game I'm talking about, Timmy? I don't know that game, no. Um, the So it's P-R-A-E-Y, for the Gods. Um, it oh. actually takes inspiration from Shadow of the Colossus. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think they did a really good job capturing what made Shadow of the Colossus amazing and also adapting their own gameplay to it. I think that's pretty neat when fan fans of a game or project do that type of thing as well. Like kind of like a, yeah. a, a de facto sequel to a game that never got one, or like a, right. a like a remake, but not actually a remake. Mm-hmm. I think those are pretty neat. Big time. It's crazy to me too. They dedicated that much time to this without even knowing if it was going to be able to be made money on. Like that's nuts. For nine yeah. years they didn't even make a dime. Yeah, I, I can't imagine that. I mean, you're like 100 subscribers away from monetization, so. <laughs> well, yeah, you know. How's kind the, of a big deal. <laughs> how's the watch time? Uh, I was going to say, that's where I need to pump it up for sure. Oh, okay, okay. That being said, I'll be dropping a 10-hour video tomorrow called <laughs> Sleep Sounds, and you can uh, just play that the whole time you're asleep. It'd be great. <laughs> and turn on all five of your devices at the that's same right. time watching. <laughs> And at work, make sure you leave work, have it playing when you leave. No, it's not related at all, but there is a, apparently a, a band that did that, and they went on tour with all the proceeds they made, made a, an album called Sleepify. What? And they just asked their fans to play it at night. I think it's Volpec was the band, but I don't want to tell you wrong. <laughs> you, should, you should make that a conspiracy uh, video, like how this band managed to hey, go from Volpec zero to is- hero. They're good, man. And the same guy that did that whole spiel, he also sold a book on Amazon that was like, how I made $148,000 selling books on Amazon and copies available was one. You know, he's that same guy. <laughs> That's funny. So, let's just say you're at the culmination of this project, Black Mesa. You just finished 14 years of work. Mm-hmm. Where does this developer go from here? Do they continue working on they this? They make their game. They keep working on this, or do they start their own like indie dev company and build all their own games? I mean, it sounds like they're not going to just say, "All right, the project's done. See you guys later." Yeah, I was going to say he said that in that letter. Like he said it a couple times. Like this is not done. We're, it will never be done. But it's in or it'll never be perfect. He said, you know. Yeah, at some point, he said, "Great art is never finished. It's abandoned." Yeah, Da Vinci. So, or I, I would. I would be curious where this dev team goes after they did this. Like, does Valve just hire them? <laughs> I mean, I would. <laughs> Same. Half-Life 3, here we go. Mm-hmm. Made by the fans, for the fans. 
but uh, <laughs> 15 years later. Hey, we're done, guys. We did it. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, there's one other discussion point I wanted to have. I mean, Valve was obviously cool with this, but a lot of companies, <coughs> Nintendo, <coughs> are not cool with fans making games in the same, even in the same world as their other, mm-hmm. you know, as their games, their franchises. Um, why is this a bad thing for companies? I mean, it, can it deteriorate the image? I think that's the wrong take. Nintendo always says we're protecting, we're protecting the brand, right? But fan games can drive a lot of success too. Like I, I would say, another Metroid Two remake, AM Two R, really drove interest for Nintendo when they re-released Metroid Two. So I don't think it hurt yeah. at all. I mean, Nintendo built their reputation in the states based off of quality. I mean, they had. They boosted uh, the video game market right after the crash because there were so many games that weren't being checked for quality. So I think it's just baked into that brand that they're never going to endorse Pan-Man games. Oh, they don't need to endorse it. Just no more takedowns. I don't. Right. I don't think they'll ever take it down specifically because of that too, or they'll keep taking it down rather. And when you look at it though, a fan game, the only way it weakens the brand is if somebody's selling it. And people believe it's made by Nintendo, but if it's clearly a fan game and it's free, which means right. the franchise is not hurt. It can only help. It's like the same when people do covers of songs, mm-hmm. right? Yep. I, think, I don't know. What happens if they end up enjoying that game more than the actual Nintendo game? Well, then Nintendo needs to do a better job. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like when a cover, like if you cover a song, right, and you do a better job than the original artist, that doesn't take away from the original artist's work. It just popularizes it, it in a, in a I'd different. I'd rather listen to that song. It, it popularizes <laughs> what you did in a different way. You can't cover a song and make money on it if you don't credit the original artist. Like Johnny Cash did the song "Hurt," which was originally mm-hmm. what Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, um, Trent Reznor. Yeah. yeah, Trent Reznor, right? And Trent Reznor makes money off of the Johnny Cash version. I don't know if it's very much because I think he was like, "Oh yeah, if Johnny Cash is going to cover my song, cool, cool, man." But right. anyways. Normally, when an artist allows you to make money off of a cover of their song, they're making money too. So, it's it's not like it's hurting the original work if you make a better song than the original work because that mm-hmm. artist is still getting compensated. Yeah, but now Nintendo doesn't even have to worry about that. No, they don't. <laughs> I'm just saying it's like the same process. That's good practice. I'm just you know going down the logic. Right. I'm gonna say all I have here is just uh, Mr. Crab's money dot JPEG. Mr. That, why do they not let other fan projects happen? It's like um, that episode where they have the frozen Krabby Patties and they keep trying to figure out how to make them cheaper. And <laughs> Exactly. Money. money! That's the reason. The yeah. money. Well, with that being said, Black Mesa, go check it out. 20 bucks, March 5th, 2020. Mm-hmm. Be there, be square. As always, I'm Chris. And I'm Will. I'm Timmy. <laughs> and we will see you on the next Curlcast.
You're awesome. Mm-hmm. This is the Krillcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Will. And I'm Timmy. And, uh, Timmy, why don't you tell everybody who y'all are? Since you say we a lot, I'm just going to say y'all. Well, that's just, that's the personality disorder thing that's, uh, not really something I'd be comfortable sharing with all of you right now, but, um. I'm just kidding. Uh, I don't know. I <laughs> oh, it's, just, okay, it's me and my attic. Okay, this is all it is. That's not what I'm talking me. about. Your channel. <laughs> oh, what we do? <laughs> okay. Well, we uh, oh, look at everything. Interesting yeah. things. What do you What do you find interesting? We'll do a story on that. People, places, things, ideas, nouns, all of them. If you yes. enjoy listening to the audiobooks and short stories or just learning about interesting things, consider subscribing to our channel. If you have an idea for a story, drop us a comment. I'm about to just steal your description and just put I'm it in ours. Yeah. <laughs> you should have sent that over to me. This is literally, I just have it up on your channel. I know. <laughs> I didn't know we did that every time. I'm sorry. Well, it's because, you know, there's a different episode every day of the week. So it's we great. have to. Yeah. Or else people will be like, who's this guy? When did he get on the podcast? Mm-hmm. Like, for a little while, I had people messaging me and be like, is uh, Billy, like, actually part of your show all the time? And I was like, no, he's been a guest three times, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, I was a little confused when I first started watching because it was a full week of... I don't remember who it was that time. And then the week after, it was a full week of Indie Timmy. I was like, ah, okay, I get it. Oh, it was Red. It was Red from Colors yep. Gaming. Yeah, so we just feature cool people. Mm-hmm. Well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so today is Tuber Tuesday. And uh, I just keep saying this the weirdest way I can think of every single week, which is boring, because I'm boring. Um, this is Albino Black Sheep. All right, and I don't know if y'all remember Albino Black Sheep. I don't know why I keep seeing y'all, but uh, so I guess that's here to stay today. Um, We're the real Billish folks. <laughs> Someone's had to make. It. We need to get some. We need to get somebody to like edit Bill the Krill in lots of different states. <laughs> Pixel Green, you got this. All right, um, Albino Black Sheep YouTube stats. That's what we usually start with. Uh, Three hundred fifty-three thousand subscribers, which is insane when you look at the number of views on some of their videos, but. The channel was originally created March 23rd, 2006. They currently have 235 million plus views on their channel. Always this. Um, and the channel description is really lackluster. <laughs> Mostly animations and cartoons from albino black sheep animators. So if you don't know this, there's like <laughs> a companion website, albinoblacksheep.com. Alright, hmm. so that's where these videos and creators originated from. Um, so a lot of their videos are just, you know, animations from the Albino Black Sheep website by creators of the Albino Black Sheep website. Creators on the Albino Black Sheep website, sorry. I'm not sure how like the affiliation works. Flash. Yeah, exactly. Originally using Flash. These are like OG YouTube videos, a lot of them. Like, you look, a lot of their very popular videos, 11 years ago, 10 years ago, 10 years ago. OG YouTube. Mm-hmm. So they're first... Better times. <laughs> Their first slash oldest video on the channel. Um, like I said, these are a multitude of creators, so it's not necessarily like one particular person. But this mm-hmm. video is their oldest on the channel. The raccoons. 
<laughs> it's a great animation. And mm-hmm. Looking through the comments, there's people like from the last year like, how is animation so much better in 2006 than it is now? <laughs> I mean, they're not wrong. This is pretty good animation for 06. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lots of talent. This is bringing back some serious memories. <laughs> Dude, I, I love the raccoons. This is awesome. Oh my gosh, this is great. There's so many videos that I remember watching on Albino Black Sheep back in the day. Like, the end of Z-World. Mm-hmm. Which they just re-released recently in the last, like, three years. Oh, they it was, did. Uh, end, of, end of Z-World HD remake. Huh. So they just upped the quality a little bit. Uh, made it not 4.3, which is... You can see this is old school YouTube because it's 4.3, not mm-hmm. 16.9. Vintage. Vintage mm-hmm. YouTube. Anyways, um, their most popular video... Oops, that's not what I wanted. But a chili the real question is how do I get there? Oh yeah, I forgot how to YouTube um, <laughs> alright videos okay computers are tough man yeah I know mm-hmm. I only use them you know in my day to day job every day but you know whatever <laughs> let's see peanut butter jelly time who does not remember peanut butter jelly time oh yeah actually after you watch this I want you to click on one of my favorites. Is it one by them? Yeah, I think so. I saw I mean, it come up on the suggestion just then. The, the thing with Albino Black Sheep is, when I think about OG YouTube, this is like the OG yeah. like comedy YouTube channel. Right. Mm-hmm. There was not one. Like, before Albino Black Sheep, I didn't really know what YouTube was. I was still stuck on HomestarRunner.com. <laughs> <laughs> and this stuff came out. I was like, this is YouTube. This is awesome. Same. And uh, what was the one you wanted, Will? Since we, we pretty much right know it's there. just a dancing banana. Oh, music no, and memes. No, the ultimate showdown. Oh, I'm sure that comes up. I'm sure it'll come up here. Let's go to videos. How it's do they pro- only have 353,000 subscribers, though? Because it's, it's, essentially a, it's essentially a dead channel at this point. Like It's like, okay, we have this archive of history of mute stuff, and people just go go to the thing. You, know, right. you yeah. don't really have to like be subscribed to see these things. Ultimate it's right showdown. there. It's a shack. I actually just watched this recently and showed it to Claire because she's never seen it. I'm just happy that this channel still exists because mm-hmm. we can show it to people and be like, this is what YouTube was before this YouTube went This is the ultimate right? showdown. Oh, yeah. Ultimate <laughs> destiny. Good oh, so good. Bad guys and explosions. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. OG YouTube. Yep. This is high school, man. This is great. Oh, remember like all the wave of games that came with Flash too, like mm-hmm. so many just terrible but awesome games. Yes. Well, yeah, like um, Kitten Cannon and <laughs> <laughs> some random Dragon Ball Z and Cartoon Network related stuff. Yep. Yeah. I I really just wanted to pull up this channel because a lot of people I f- I feel like a lot of people don't even know this exists anymore. Yeah. Like I honestly it, thought it was gone until you. You know, suggested it for this week. Actually, I can't take credit for that. I'm pretty positive that we were going through, and I said he was mad because we already did CGP Gray. You know, Tim I was know. Like, he was mad. He's so like, man, I would have loved CGP Gray. And then we were talking through a couple other channels, and you had one start with an O, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Real small time. Uh, Osland, Osland Show? Osmond Show? Osland? I don't know. Orzan. Yeah. Super Isn't cool. Guy. Yeah, this guy, five subs. 
Uh, That's no, not it. That's two more than that. Ozan. <laughs> just two O-Z-A-N. Ozan. <laughs> Shout out to Orzan. <laughs> I hope you get a couple more subs out of this. Oh, Do the Ozan show, maybe? I don't know, man. Oh, I feel bad. Oh, well. That's none of those for sure. Yeah, that's Guaranteed. definitely not it. But he does it all his I own thought, I thought it was Orzan. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I remember you said, dude, if this guy lets me do some voices for his channel, I'd totally take him up on it. Yes, absolutely. And I'm, I hope he sees this. Cause... I mean, I'll tweet it at him. I've had a lot of success <laughs> just tweeting at people I like, and they just tweet back for some reason. I don't understand that. You know, whatever. <laughs> they see a picture of a shrimp, they're like, this guy's cool. <laughs> yep. Hey, why aren't you on Twitter? That's a better question. Hey, I just made one of those. Hey, I will follow your account, and I will shout you out. Hey. hey. Alright, so anyways, Albino Black Sheep, probably one of the greatest OG creators on YouTube. So, let's just take a second and tell everybody what our favorite video is, since we obviously all like this channel. Yeah, I already showed mine. Alright, well mine is The End of Z World. 100%. That is my favorite video on this channel. Man, that's a good one. I don't know, honestly. I mean... I'd hate to. I can't just say peanut butter jelly time because that's not even like anything other it's than peanut the butter biggest, jelly time. Yeah, everyone, everyone was saying that at the time. Mm -hmm. My son yeah. does that because I showed it to him. There you go. He's like three <laughs> years old. Up. Every time, every time lunch comes up, he's like, "Dad, dancing banana." <laughs> you know what time it is? <laughs> I was going to go down a dark path of that, but. <laughs> I love that they redid this, though. I'm so happy they did this. Because the original one is great, but having it in HD, it's like it's like Disney, I, but done better. I know I've seen this, but I don't remember this. Like, I like the voiceover on... I feel like if every one of the videos on this channel was voiced by that same person, that it would have oh, yeah. way over a million subs. Definitely. Hey, I can't remember how he says the certain words. It's just so funny. I am I tired. Letired. I am letired. It's the French. Maybe we should. I am letired. WTF, mate. Fire the missiles. But I am letired. <laughs> we'll have a nap. Then fire the missiles. <laughs> so good. Australia's like, what's going on, guys? WTF. Yo, yo. <laughs> this is just so great. Anyways, it's it's like, but I guess that's the one thing about Albino Black Sheep. These type of videos were okay to make back in 2006. If you made this video today without the nostalgia of making it back in like 06, can you imagine the backlash you'd get? All right. Mm -hmm. be, I mean, it would be just so much. So I don't know. I, I don't know if a channel like this can exist nowadays. I don't think it could blow up like it does because no. people, yeah, would see it and think, "Oh, it's kind of, kind of funny, but also kind of dumb." And there's a lot of people <laughs> doing stuff just like that. Mm -hmm. From like, like Albano Black Sheep didn't that exist at one point in time? <laughs> <laughs> so, what's your favorite video by them? And you can say peanut butter jelly time. I'm fine with that. Uh, yeah, just so we can move on. That is what I'll say because I honestly don't know. <laughs> so it's peanut butter jelly time. Thanks there you for go. <laughs> There you go. And his his band is going to cover that in the near near future. Um, again, again. Did you guys do that before? No. I was going to say, whoa, that's awesome. <laughs> Small world, no, definitely not. Yes. Um, well, as always, I'm Chris. And I'm Will. And I'm Timmy. And we will see you on next Girlcast.
or albino black sheep when we take it over. This is the Krillcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Will. And I'm Tim. I'm good with that. We can call you Tim from now on. <laughs> TMM Growing Tim. Growing up. Growing up. All right. Um, this is not the Half-Life script. Hold on a second. There we go. All right. So this video is about the legacy of the Konami Code creator. Um, rest in peace, Mr. I'm going to butcher his name so unfortunately you just gotta forgive me for it Kazuhisa Hashimoto I might have got that right Um, he is actually credited as the original creator of the Konami code and Konami recognizes him as the creator of this code it was actually never meant to be used by actual fans of Konami games Um, famously he stated that uh, the game was he knew he wasn't going to be able to complete the game um, unless he made it a little easier for himself so he created this code in order to allow himself to finish the game he was working on. <laughs> That's the short version. All right. So if you don't know, if you don't know, the Konami code is up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, start. It's probably the famous, most famous code ever made in a video game, and it was made to be simple like that, so he could remember it every time he was working on a game. He just insert it. Mm-hmm. So he passed away on February twenty fifth, twenty twenty. And uh, based on Wikipedia, here we go. <laughs> uh, Hashimoto is recognized as the creator of the Konami Code. Hashimoto had inadvertently created it while bringing the arcade version of Gradius to the NES back in 1986. Hashimoto knew the arcade version of the game was hard, and he himself would not likely finish it. So he added a sequence of button presses that he could easily remember that gave the ship he controlled in the game the full range of power-ups so that he could easily complete the game for in-house testing purposes. He had intended to remove the programming code for that sequence before the game was shipped, but the game had shipped with the code included. Some players of Gradius had discovered Hashimoto's sequence and reported it back to Konami, and it became popular to use uh, Hashimoto's sequence in future Konami titles by other developers. Larger public awareness of this Konami code came with the worldwide popularity of Contra, in 1988, mm-hmm. in which entering the code gave the player additional lives. Since then, the Konami code is not only used across other video games from other developers and publishers in similar manners, but as Easter eggs and other forms of media. Um, so that's that's the background story of the Konami code with Kazuhisa Hajimoto. I think I said that wrong that time. I think you... I, think, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, maybe I did, maybe I didn't. Alright. Comment below. Let me know how bad I did. <laughs> Um, but in his memory, please don't say anything nasty on this on this video, okay? That, that includes you, Tim. Um, <laughs> so he's credited as a producer of, looks like, six games. Gun Gauge, um, ISS Pro Evolution, it's a soccer game. International Superstar Soccer Pro 98. Crypt Killer, Goldstorm, and Goldstorm. So multiple soccer games and then a couple other games, Gun Gauge and Crypt Killer. Mm-hmm. He was credited as a designer in... I'm going to completely mess this up, but I think it's pronounced Genbari Goemon Karukuri Dochu. It's a 1986 game. Um, in programming and engineering, he's credited for Lethal Enforcers, Snatcher, Life Force, and Gradius 3. 
specifically for audio, he's credited for Snatcher. Um, he was credited as a, a extra thanks on ISS Pro Evolution 2, which came out in 2001. Gradius, uh, Parodius, which I believe is like a Gradius-type game. I'm not 100% on that. Uh, Rush and Attack. I think it's a play on words to say Russian Attack, but mm. neither here nor there. And then he was uh, credited in a game called Badlands, or uncredited in a game called Badlands, but later on recognized as being a part of that team. Mm. So... Uh, what we're going to talk about today, in honor of Kazuhisa Hashimoto, um, what do we remember specifically about the legacy of the Konami Code? I'm going to let Tim start it off. Hmm. Well, uh, I never knew it was the Konami Code. I always knew it was the Contra Code, because that's how old I am. But <laughs> I, that's where I first used it, was playing Contra, because I knew... I was a little kid and uh that game was super 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 hard and i hated it but i thought it was super mm. cool because i got to shoot guns so i wanted to play it and when um i can't remember one of my friend's brothers told us about that you know there's a cheat code for that game and i did not know those things even existed mm. and uh later we found out that um you're using on like a Ninja Turtles game or something. Like there yeah, several games. TMNT, like it, one it wasn't of those. just. Yeah, I was gonna say there's a couple other, even non-shooter. Yeah, games. can you actually look up a list of what games has a code in it? It would be way too long of a list I'm for sure us to pull on this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Contra's awesome. Oh man, bringing back some, some good memories right there. Up, up, down, down, like left, right, left, this right. This and Mega Man. Stuck. Both mm-hmm. of those games make me want to, like, I never wanted to play either of them again because mm-hmm. I just kept losing and losing and losing. <laughs> and then you were like, Konami code time. Yep. Here's some gameplay until I die. <laughs> 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 That's funny. Great title. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Anyways, um, Will, did you ever end up using. And if you didn't use the Konami code specifically or didn't know it that way, did you ever find yourself using cheat codes in games? Oh, yeah. I used tons of cheat codes. The thing is, so looking at this cheat code, I know the cheat code, which is why I was asking to bring up a list because I, I don't think I ever used it on a Konami game, but I've used this cheat code before. Um, right. And I used to use cheat codes all the time in, in the old Grand Theft Auto games. Yeah. Uh, so like GTA 3 and um, like Vice City. So you get like the unlimited uh, am- ammo and like, health and stuff. <laughs> Um, I'm trying just, to think of there's some other classic games I used to cheat codes with uh, so I think Star Fox 64 has a cheat code back in the day uh, cheatcc.com that yep. was like, man, yeah. Yeah, and cheat planet on cheat that. planet too mm-hmm. oh, yeah. and I had to write it down in a little notepad <laughs> oh yeah. yeah I actually had the um, action replay for the Game Boy Advance at one point in time mm. that's cool I never used it for anything, so I ended up selling it years later. Which I never do, but it was something I literally never used. Um, the but the Game Boy uh, AR the Action Replay wound up making a lot of money for me. I made like a hundred and something bucks on it because it was like hmm. extremely rare. Apparently, wow! Didn't know that. Oops, <laughs> sold it anyway. Um, <laughs> I think I think it was worth probably about one hundred and fifty if I would have had everything like the box and all that stuff. But I only had like. Hmm the device itself and it had no codes on it so somebody had to sit there on their Game Boy Advance going click 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 
Yeah, it would have taken forever. <laughs> so I was like, I'm mm-hmm. not doing this. And I didn't have a 32-bit operating system to run it because the software was never updated to 64-bit because Game Boy Advance. Nobody was really oh, using wow. 64-bit at the time. Right. Um, but yeah, so I remember using that kind of stuff. But the Konami code is like iconic. There's been so many Easter eggs in different games where if you did that, it'd be like, you're a cheater. And then it'd be like, ha, 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 it'd make the game harder. I think Konami actually did that at one point in time. Like, they discovered people were doing this, and they were like, nah, let's make this harder on you. Right. And then the game got harder. That's pretty <laughs> no, funny, though. After we found out that it worked on Ninja Turtles, like, we tried it on every single game oh, that I we had. You. And, yeah, you know, never did it work on any of the other ones, but... Yeah, whatever. I'm sure. I'm sure that um, they'll start putting it in games again as a like a, a honor um, yeah. for Kazuhisa Hashimoto and his mm-hmm. career. They, they have to. I mean, they have to. Maybe they'll re-release one of these games that he was part of as like a memorabilia, a memorabilia, um, a, a memento to his life accomplishments with the company. Mm-hmm. That'd be pretty cool. They should do that. Yeah. Agreed. Um, but I do remember uh, specifically there's a Star Wars game um, Star Wars Galactic Battlegrounds it's like an Age mm-hmm. of Empire style Star Wars game if you typed in that's no moon you got the Death Star <laughs> so you just like ravage everybody I used to just like infinite spawn the Death Star like I'd have like 500 Death Stars just raging across the map and I'd win every campaign scenario that way <laughs> it was just something stupid it was fun and like I feel like this is just one of those things. It's just some something so simple and yet so so much fun that everybody would remember um, if they've ever used it anyway. And was this like the first cheat code? The first like well known popularized cheat right. code that anybody could use. Right? You didn't need any hacking. You didn't need to know computer programming. You just needed the mm-hmm. inputs on your controller, and it was relatively simple once people figured it out. Yeah. It was meant to be a code that was easily accessible to anybody that knew it, but at the same time, it wasn't like normal movements in the game that you would just do and yeah, accidentally find out. Probably wouldn't find out an accident. Yeah. Yeah, you'd have to kind of know what you were doing. So the question is, how did it get? How the cat get out of the bag? And we'll probably never know. Um, so the last question I have is, um, you know, aside from this, uh, the lasting legacy is he moved up in the company in Konami, right? I'm trying mm-hmm. to remember the exact position he finished out his life with. But Konami, obviously, he's very much associated with Konami. If I could type, that would be good. Uh, Kazuhisa, hold on. There it is. Alright, so, let's see. So yeah, he continued to work at Konami throughout the rest of his life, um, and he ended up becoming the executive vice president of Star Online. So yeah, he just moved up in the company. Very important to Konami, and um, you know, it's it's a sad day when you lose such a important and well known um, person such as Kazuhisa Hashimoto. So rest in peace. Um, keep his family in our thoughts and prayers. Not to sound corny or anything, but um, <laughs> that's it. No. The legacy of the Konami Code creator. Mm-hmm. Very well known for the Konami Code, that's for sure. Everybody in the U.S. recognizes that that's a thing. Whether they knew it was the Konami Code or not. 
Yeah, or if this guy created it, everyone at least knows this code. I'm pretty certain I mean. this code is in Grand Theft Auto. Like, I, I probably think, is. I think you might be right. Is. Yeah. But, is there any uh, final thoughts you guys want to give? I know I kind of, like, put it to a sour note at the end. This, little the bit. thing is, like, talking about this has made me realize I have not tried to do any cheat codes in games in, like, a decade. Like, is this still a thing? Online services all but killed cheat codes. Wow, yeah, I didn't even think about that. I kind of want to just put this this code now into every game that I have and see what happens. <laughs> I would say the last systems that officially used cheat codes were probably the uh, GameCube, PlayStation 2, and the Xbox. Mm-hmm. And the Dreamcast, if you have one of those. Yeah. Um, prior to, or after those consoles, there's a few games that had them, but anything with an online element or, like, say, gamer score associated with it, they wouldn't want you to be able to use cheat codes in order to True. beat the game. That's why your glitches get patched out. Even if a glitch could help you, they patch it out because they don't want you to have an easy way to get the gamer score. You remember how glitches used to be treated as something fun? Like yeah. the super bounces in Halo and different right. other bugs in other games. It's not a yeah. bug, it's a feature. It's yeah. Like, I did like that in the anniversary version of Halo 1 and 2, they did, did not take out most of those glitches. Mm-hmm. They left them in there. It was cool. Yeah, it was really nostalgic. So, Anyway, with that being said, um, rest in peace, Hashimoto, um, Kazuhisa Hashimoto. And uh, yeah, as always, I'm Chris. And I'm Will. And I'm Tim. And we will see you. Uh, next Curlcast. Bye, guys. This is the Grillcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Will. <laughs> what's and I'm the, Tim. What's the number one rule, Tim? Uh, you know, the thing that you said about talking when we're doing the, the screen change. And <laughs> so, oh. Now I feel bad here. Way to blast me out. Appreciate that. <laughs> I can cut that. I can snip that out if you want. No, you're good. You're good. That was a total accident. I totally forgot to mm-hmm. pull your channel back up <laughs> in the middle. All right. Yeah. Let's see. That, that's my bad. I, that was a total no, accident. Funny. Tell me. Yeah, he's going to delete the old channel. He's going to figure out how to get in there and go make it go away. Oh, it's gone. <laughs> All right, let's see. Um, do you t- no, I'm not going to do it that way. We'll say Alex drew back. It's much more mm-hmm. family-friendly than what I was typing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tell me more. Tell me more about you. Well, I do video stories on interesting people and things, and that's it. And eventually, <laughs> eventually, he's going to do the origin of the Krillcast as his video. It's true. It's mm. true. He'll get I, he'll get ten views, and five of them will be me, and five of them will be <laughs> well. Yes, exactly. <laughs> CW will watch. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so eleven. You get eleven views.
Because <laughs> you'll watch two minutes of it and then be like, ah, whatever. I know about these guys. I don't need this video. Mm-hmm. So what's today? Today is Throwback Thursday, and Will failed to do Wild Card Wednesday yet again. I, I know. I'm terrible. <laughs> I do it every week. He's like, this is... And Chris doesn't stop talking. He's like, well, crap, I can't say it. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. So, so today's a video about YouTube... Exact, not exactly, but pretty close to exactly 15 years later. All right, it was originally founded on February 14th, 2005. What were you doing in 2005, Will? I have no idea. Probably attending the seventh grade. Yeah, was I in seventh grade at that time? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I okay. I, was gonna say, I don't think I'm in high school yet. So, <laughs> Homestar Runner yeah. was still a thing. Um, mm-hmm. So they were. Oh yeah, required. I guess that would make sense because I was doing Homestar Runner first, and then there was like cat videos and stuff on YouTube. Piano and cat. then suddenly you get like the viral videos. <laughs> Numa Numa actually originated on Newgrounds.com, though. Oh, didn't know that. So YouTube was acquired by Google on October 9th, two thousand six. Um, I didn't realize there's such a short gap between when it was like created and Google owning it. I think that came. I'm way pretty later. sure to be a user of YouTube versus just a casual um, watcher viewer, mm-hmm. um, you actually had to pay money when it first launched. Really? I think there was a subscription. I remember because I wanted to get on YouTube back in the beta launch of it because I thought it was so cool. And I think I had to pay money some- for some reason. And my mom and dad were like, vetoed. Nope, you're not paying yeah. money to people on the internet. It was, it was just you. They're trying to keep you off of it. <laughs> They're like, this guy will blow <laughs> For up. obvious reasons. We can't, get, we we get can't let him to get on there. <laughs> Anyways, so at the launch of YouTube, the highest quality video was 240p at 30 fps 240p that's like super nintendo graphics all right they upped it in 2008 to 360p still at 30 fps in 2008 they upped it to 720p at 30 fps and then a year later they upped it to 1080p at 30 fps at that point in time, um, they maintained 30 FPS at 1080p all the way through 2015 when they did an upgrade to 60 FPS, um, and they upgraded to 4K. And then later, like a couple months later even, in 2015, they upgraded to 8K. So they've been able to produce 8K videos since you know 2015 at 60 FPS, which is insane. That's, like, that's more than TVs could even handle when they did it. Um, YouTube is the largest video sharing platform in existence with users uploading over 300 hours of video every minute. Oh my gosh. It was probably the biggest change in traditional media ever and continues to force changes on the entire world. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, I want to talk about what the impact of YouTube has been on media, music, gaming, etc. I know the biggest thing for me was music videos. It's like, you don't, you don't have to go to MTV anymore, you just go to YouTube. Yep. Type in your favorite band, you know. Type in TMM band, and you find Tim over here playing his guitar and rocking his heart out. Like, yes, the music video of the ages. Oh yeah, <laughs> Uber filtered yeah. and edited. There you go. Um, but no, I, I, you go see any music video you want. You go see snippets from any TV show, any movie. You can see a best hits uh, of like football 2017 or whatever mm-hmm. and it's there you just type i mean it's basically anything you can think of somebody's doing it you know probably find krillcast 2.0 somewhere somebody's like i can make these guys into animated talking heads and make a better channel than they do mm-hmm. yeah 
If you can think it, you can do it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? Give me some stuff. I think, I mean, other than the obvious that basically any kind of content you want to see, you can see it on YouTube now, and it's so much easier to just look it up on YouTube than going somewhere else. Um, I think the fact that it's now like a platform for news uh, is kind of a big deal. Hold so, up, was there a D in that word? What? What do you mean? Did you say nudes? No, not for <laughs> nudes. As far as I know, you can't look up nudes. Okay. <laughs> anyway, you know, for news. So, I mean, obviously all the big channels have stuff. There's also a lot of smaller, you know, independent guys and, and girls that do news on YouTube now. And it's interesting how they're taking traction from away from, like, you know, CNN, Fox News, places like that. And it's because they can publish YouTube and they can reach a lot more people than that are on cable than than that are on cable goodness can't speak <laughs> um, but I think that's one of the, the biggest things that it was an unforeseen circumstance of uh, or consequence rather of YouTube I mean when PewDiePie releases Pew News it's like he gets <laughs> 25 million views when CNN releases video they get like a 25th of that yes <laughs> I mean it's like right. it's like when one guy can launch a video and hit 25 times the, subscri- the viewership than you can as a mainstream media. That's, that's going to be a problem you're going to mm. have to compete with. It's impossible. All right, Tim, give me give me what you got. I was just saying, especially when you look at like how young everybody is on the yeah. platform right now, like the gen- the medium age. Uh, it's just going to keep getting bigger. It's going to be a bigger part of everybody's lives going forward, undeniably. Hopefully they don't keep, you know, promoting major news networks instead of independent news yes. stuff like they have taken a, a switch in the switch in the system since then but you know I don't know I think it's a it's a great thing I'm glad it's there I hope that they don't let money affect how it's been working correctly for a long time <laughs> I mean arguably the algorithm has already changed significantly since they've gotten mainstream media on here um, but yes. I have I have some uh, I was talking to Carl Lucas. I don't know if you've watched any of his programs, um, but uh, he got some interesting takes on some of the stuff that he had put out there on that the, his I'm going to call it his F YouTube video. Um, specifically, our buddy Garth had a good comment on there, um, and I can go take you there so we can look at it and show you what I'm talking about. Just sign into your uh, Garth. <laughs> Conspiracies galore. All right, Sorry. let's see here. Um, where was it? This one. This is the video. He said... Ah, here it is. What did he say? He's... <laughs> what was that? Who said that? Is that you? What? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he said uh, he has a alternative theory why YouTube is favoring corporations. And I know about this comment because uh, Carl actually shared portions of this in our Discord chat because um, mm-hmm. he figured out kind of what the age he was. It's like um, he says because of people like me, but not specifically me, who are in their forties to sixties, just hopping on YouTube on their new gadgets, likely iPads, and clinging to the old school mainstream media. Don't forget that people my age have a much longer attention span than people your age. So when we click on CNN, ABC, Fox, MSNBC, or whatever mainstream source you'd like to choose, we probably watch that video from start to finish. That's totally true. I click through videos all the time. I'm not like my dad who can sit and watch an entire news program. Mm-hmm. It's 60 right. minutes, right? 
So that would make the watch time of mainstream media go way up and the retention of viewers also go way up because they're going to sit through the ads to finish the video, right? Right. Consequently, people our age, which he's saying your age, on average have shorter attention spans and are not as loyal watching a video start to finish and consequently the creators you watch will suffer from lower retention rates and less watch time. This means that the more people that his age log into YouTube, the worse it will be for creators like us. So... Yeah, I see. I definitely see that, but I also mm-hmm. see like there, there's no way that YouTube can vet every video from an independent source. They can vet every video from, or at least know that it's been vetted from CNN and MSNBC. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. no, for Fox sure. Or whoever. But if you just looked at it from straight watch time, I agree with what he's saying. Like right. people our age, yeah, you know, probably not watching videos start to finish. Right. I liked his semi-face reveal in this. Oh yeah, yeah. That's pretty good. So YouTube, if you look at the Wayback Machine, YouTube had a very different face back in the day. Like, when it originally launched, let's see. Come on, Wayback Machine. Look at this. Look at this. Your digital (laughs) video repository. Oh, wow. 2005. And they got tagged. This is like like what BitChute looks like right now. Not not quite as archaic, but BitChute has like the same. Mm-hmm. Here are the most popular tags. It's like they took the page right out of YouTube's 2005 book. Wow! <laughs> so then you get to like 2007, and it changes significantly. See, now we got a much much more different YouTube. Much more different. Much more, much more different. different. <laughs> dang boys! Dang dang! This is the Krill Billy. The crew. Yes. <laughs> this is what happens. My accents that I start in the beginning of a podcast get much worse the longer we do the podcast. <laughs> yeah. So it's changed significantly. I remember this, like how it like slowly evolved, because YouTube has not always been as mobile friendly, mobile, mobile yeah. friendly, as it mobile. Is now. A mobile. It's the uh, toy that sits above children's cribs. Oh, the annoying babies. orange. Oh, I remember that. Oh, yeah, the annoying orange. Oh, wow. I remember there was ads for that before, uh, like, movies in the movie theater. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, man, here we got YouTube Damn. looking more and more like what it looks like now. Mm-hmm. This is so crazy, like, watching the evolution slowly but surely. So now we're in 2015, so PewDiePie is basically at the top of his game at this point. And here we have a bunch of... This must be like a... This is I don't remember YouTube being so... Um, whatever language that is. I would try to tell you which one I think it is, but I'd probably get called so many weird names. Okay, this is when they're diversifying into more international content than they are now. Mm-hmm. Well, than they were back when. They're way more international now than they ever were back then. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, YouTube has significantly changed. It's much easier to search for stuff and also harder at the same time. Yep. A popular video is easy to find and uh, a less popular... Now they creator. keep unsubscribing me from people that I like. <laughs> so, I guess the real question is, and this is the last question I had on this video, um, is YouTube always going to reign supreme over video streaming services? No, inevitably it's going to be toppled by something else. I mean, nobody ever thought Facebook would get beaten. I mean, Facebook, MySpace would get beaten by anybody. And yet, up rolled out Facebook, who did it way better than MySpace, arguably. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. No, but they didn't have Alphabet just throwing money at them for no. as long as they needed. And, they, you know, I don't know. I don't see anything necessary. As long as Google is owns YouTube, I mean, it's, it's game over for anyone else trying. I still think What are you going to do? Google a video idea and then... <laughs> yeah. Hey, I use DuckDuckGo. All right, I avoid hey, I avoid Google as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Right, like I'm using like if you notice the browser I'm using is the Brave browser. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I try to use non Google as much as I can. The only real funny. Google product I use is YouTube. I'd say like uh, trying to edit videos or not edit videos but post videos and edit descriptions and stuff. I can't do that in Chrome. For really? Some reason. Yeah, like I have to use Internet Explorer or Edge now, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I'm just like this is your everything I'm using is yours. <laughs> You're like this should work, right? This should always work. And you can remember see when YouTube like required you to have a Google Plus account? They still technically do because really? Google Plus is now Google Profiles. I don't know. I don't know what that is. There's I've no. There's no. That. They basically just removed all of the community and social media aspects of Google and your Google profile is essentially what Google Plus has evolved into. So if you go here, I might delete this section depending on how much information it gives away. But if you go here and you go to manage your Google account, um it takes you to this weird page. And this is technically like your your um Google profile. And you can go through and see all your stuff, like all the apps you're using, et cetera, et cetera. So that's what Google Plus is now. It's just like a way for them to capture your data on all your services, Google-related. Yeah. That's essentially what Google Plus devolved to, I guess, is what you would call it. But Google likes it because it's like, hey, it's a hub for all of your information that we want to (laughs) steal. Exactly. So, I don't know. YouTube is like, it's like a love-hate relationship for me with YouTube find it fascinating and it's a really interesting development over the course of 15 years but do I think it will always reign supreme no I I think at some point somebody will come up with a decentralized um, version of YouTube where censorship is not even a question because platforms in their nature are supposed to be a public speaking forum right where anybody here, can say, at least. yeah, where anybody can say what they want to say, with little to no repercussions legally or censorship-wise, right? And the real penalty or consequence you should receive is your peers giving you feedback on the. Um, it's just like a political debate, right? If I got up there and started just spewing right. nasty things, I'm going to get shut down, <clears throat> but by my peers, not <clears throat> by the government, not by corporations by my peers and that's what a platform is there for so that you can Mm -hmm. have a platform to speak on whatever the heck you got you know you got some weird ideology where you worship pasta you know you can go tell people that (laughs) somebody's gonna go say dude spaghetti monster what's wrong exactly they're gonna be like you noodle brain (laughs) (laughs) please stop talking the cream always rises to the top kind of thing yeah I mean if you just leave the, the internet unfiltered only the best things will make it to the top. And just look at fortune. Default. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait. Sorry. That's why I'm here. <laughs> uh, but I, I do think that YouTube was a, in a better place when they didn't 
tank certain things in their algorithm and just allowed everybody to have a voice on their platform because if somebody sucks then let people tell them that they suck don't tell Mm -hmm. them they suck and remove them from the platform and that's what made them great is that they embrace like young creators independent creators don't don't shoot yourself in the foot on the one thing that got you you know. Yeah, well, they're not acting like a uh, platform anymore. Now they're, they're like a publisher. publisher. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's unfortunate. That's why we do post our videos on other websites. So even if YouTube at some point decides we're no longer um, for their platform, we still have our videos somewhere else. And we're doing wildly, wildly better than I expected on some of these other platforms. Like, yep. we have about 1.5 times the views on BitChute that we do on YouTube. Really? It's like, we have, we have almost 10,000 views on here. We have closer to 17,000 on BitChute. Wow. And we're up to 60 subs on there, which is all about half of what we have on here. Mm-hmm. Be right back. I'm going to go make my BitChute right now. <laughs> hey, you're more, you know what? 4chan is very friendly with BitChute. Let me put it that way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Scary. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the, the creator of, or the founder slash CEO slash the dude in charge of BitChute is um, extremely free speech to the point um, where, unless it's illegal, it's okay on his platform. No way. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. So just monetization yeah, isn't really there because um, when you have uh, Alex Jones and people like that as your top creators, <laughs> monetization doesn't come easily. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Now they do have like a subscribe star and other things like that, but it's just um, a lot of advertisers just look at the homepage and they see what's most popular on the site and it's all the quote unquote bad eggs that got booted off YouTube have big right. channels on there. So it's like, ooh, I'm sure advertisers like, eh. have you guys yeah. thought about doing like Twitch or anything for this style of maybe if we ever get to yeah. a point where we have a patreon we'll probably do like a private stream where we record the episodes and all the in-betweens yeah. and our subscribers uh, well, will be able to see be cool. all of the stuff right. that happens behind the scenes like you got to see tonight yeah 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 <laughs> so that, that would be the idea is like we just evolve the content for like a live stream version of the recordings I see because I feel like we're seeing twitch change I mean it's always obviously been video games and then politics and now it's like a lot more long form discussion stuff going on there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's nice. I think as far as live streaming goes, I actually really prefer the YouTube live streaming over the Twitch live streaming. Um, right. But that's just because I'm more experienced with it. Twitch is like a platform I really just don't understand. I grew up with YouTube. I did not grow up with Twitch. Yeah. yeah. See that. Same. I have a much harder time figuring that out. But you know, YouTube has done a lot of cool things and it's done a lot of really dumb things and I think that if they figure themselves out and move back to their roots a little more I think they mm-hmm. can survive in this market probably you know at least my lifetime yeah, yeah. Keep I think they're going to do well for a long time but I mean it's inevitable that there's going to be a competitor I mean Apple could jump in or something <laughs> can you imagine if Apple did like hey here we go um, iTube or i or make iMovie a website or something I don't know. Expand yeah. the the ability of iCloud to host many 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 videos. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, don't know. I don't know. You never know. But I think a decentralized platform is more likely instead of a centralized platform because um, YouTube, at the end of the day, has the say on all videos on this platform. In a decentralized world, 
mm-hmm. even if somebody didn't like your content, um, it would probably right. still exist somewhere based on the technology. And yeah. I say I'm on that side of the argument that it's a public space, but I know that's not true. It's a public company. But I feel but if like they it, want to it maintain... should be just like a town hall. Like yes. if I'm allowed to mm-hmm. walk out in, in the street and say, you know, something I won't say on the Crowcast. So <laughs> <laughs> kicked off uh, YouTube right now, but you know. <laughs> He's like, let's take it back to the 1800s. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, anyways, this is uh, YouTube 2005, and here we are today with YouTube 2020. It's crazy. As always, I'm Chris. And I'm Will. And I'm Tim. And we Tim, will Tim, see Tim. you on the next Grillcast. Bye. Broadcast yourself. This is the Krillcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Will. And I'm Timmy. Hillbilly Timmy. <laughs> and he's going to take anger. Yeah, I was going to say, he can't hear me. He didn't hear me say what I said. <laughs> I I'll see it. Don't worry. On Friday. He, he's, he's proud of that hat. He's proud of it. All right. Um, so today is what, Will? It's Fandom Friday. And I am a fan of Carl Lucas, but we're not here to talk about him today. Shout out to Carl. Um, what is your channel? How can I find you? Me? Yeah, you. Just Will doesn't in, have a channel. Uh, quote, tell me more. <laughs> yes, he does. I'm a sub. One of the three or four. Uh, that, that works right there. Alex Rebeck. Look at that. Jeffrey. Tell me more. If you just type in tell me more, then you get to hear that song from Greece. Yeah. It's a great tune. Yeah, we actually Probably sang better it. better than any of my content. DW Relive sang it in one of our two-hour videos real quick. I saw that. Yeah. I saw that. <laughs> Shout out to DW Relive. Yes. Mm-hmm. Make more videos. Yeah, please. <laughs> Where is DW? So tell us about your channel, Tim. Well, uh, Tim here, tell me more. Uh, we talk about interesting things. People, places, events, legendary of the internet. Sesame dark, Street. crusty spots. Sometimes we sing songs. Not yet, but we will. Don't worry. And, uh, yeah, pretty much just that being said, if you have an idea for a story, drop us a comment. Oh, sorry, I just went into my thing. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you like, ideas. If you like what we do, <laughs> drop us a comment. Hey, <laughs> smash need, those subscribe. What's the best? What's the best uh, idea somebody's tried to give to you? Or what's uh, the most weird thing somebody gave you? Man, I just got one like yesterday or day before and they said you should do a story on e-gangs like e-electric or uh, online gangs I guess mm, what? I, yeah because <laughs> yes, you never heard I want to know right? more about this and this is I, weird I, yeah and I looked it up and there's nothing about them at all <laughs> really? <laughs> there's like I mean you can I checked out like I typed up you know e-gang, e-gangs internet gangs gangs 
online gangs, all sorts of things? And like, no, there's not really any. You I don't know. Maybe I'm just not the crustiest part of the blown, Tell me more documentary on Gamergate. Yeah, that that would be something that would be up my alley. And then our worlds could collide there, and I could have that would cast, be you know, awesome. Jump in on it too, because really awesome. Because it's like I guess there's a comics gate too. I don't know anything about that. Gates. I don't know. I don't know about that either. I, I saw it on. It was trending on Twitter the other day. I was like, "Hmm, what the heck is Comics Gate?" So I started looking into it, and of course, the quartering had a comment on it. So I read what he had to say. <laughs> <laughs> he always has a comment on everything. Um, yes. <laughs> but dude, Gamergate—that's like yeah, that would be on my alley for sure. That is like a thing that social—that social media. I keep confusing journalism with social media. A lot of journalists still cite <laughs> Fine Gamergate. Line now. <laughs> they still cite Gamergate as a thing, and I'm like, I really can't see in 2020 how Gamergate could even possibly still be a thing. I mean, this is like, what, the early 2010s that this was a thing? Maybe? Yeah. That's a, that's a spicy take there, Chris. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's not, like, anybody that says that it's still a thing is still living in, like, the 2012s. Okay, I'm just saying. Um, the 2012. <laughs> There's 12 months in the 2012. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Listen. So today is Legacy Fandom Friday. We're gonna try and recommend, you know, legacy actors like Bill Hader or like legacy games like Fable or you know legacy franchises like Spider-Man, and we're just gonna talk about it. All right. We're just gonna talk about it. Tell me more. All right. What do you got here today, Tim? Well, uh, it's not really. Legend, uh, yeah, Bill Hader. I didn't quite get the the instructions clearly. Apparently, again, still Ben Affleck is obviously. To it out. Tell me about Ben Affleck as Barry. Well, uh, that's not Ben Affleck. First of all, I need everyone <laughs> to know, and I'm a little insulted that you just said that about Bill Hader. Although I love that, Ben Affleck, it's that fine was a too, joke. But um, <laughs> Bill Hader is a genius, and he writes and directs and stars in Barry. And it's uh, it's like a dark comedy. It's pretty amazing. He plays a hitman who used to be from the Midwest, and he's like used to be in I think a Navy SEAL or something, and Special Forces, etc. And um, gets out of that and starts taking an acting class so he can kill one of his targets. And then he decides that he wants to become an actor and tries to get out of being a hitman. But obviously, that's <laughs> not super easy to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's got you know just some amazing uh, actors in it. It's got the guy, the Fonz, uh, Henry Winkler, mm-hmm. is the acting coach or teacher of the class that he takes. Wait, wait, uh, from that '70s show? No, from uh, Happy. Oh no, no, the Fonz, the Fonz, right. the Fonz. I'm thinking of was it the Fez? What am I thinking of Fez? Yeah, not Fez. Fez is not Fez. in this one. I don't know why I thought you said Fez. <laughs> no, Fonzie. Fonzie. Yeah, you're right. You're right. The Fonz. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah, know what I was thinking. Plays a great role. There's another guy who plays Chris or uh, Noho Hank. His name is Stephen. Oh no, uh, Anthony Kerrigan, and he is hilarious. Also, um, he's just got an amazing character. Apparently, they're going to like kill him off in the first episode, and like he was so funny that now he's like one of the main characters in the second season. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. Second season, yeah. Uh, and it's got Stephen Root, who is I didn't know for a long time. I was like, he looks so familiar, but he was Milton in uh, Oh yeah. Space. Okay. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he plays like. Barry's uncle, who is also a hitman, and gets him roped into all these things that he's trying to get out of, and just like I said, a very well written show, great character acting, and a lot of you know, just really really good stuff. I feel like it doesn't get enough credit, even though apparently it won a ton of episodes or won a ton of a uh, whatever those things are that good shows get. 
Oscars, uh, Grammys. Yeah, that one. Right. Mm-hmm. Lots of those. Mm-hmm. I hear it's uh, Tim Allen's best show. All right. I'm about... <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I used to watch you guys, too. Yeah. For this episode. <laughs> no, he's he's a good actor. I really like him. Mm-hmm. He is. He's great. And, I mean, you can just tell he's having a blast doing the show and then seeing, like, behind-the-scenes stuff. You know, they get really interesting. If I can tell you one episode to watch is the... I think it's Lily and... Uh, what's his name? Something. If you look it up, it's definitely the first episode that'll pop up. It's Lily and Chris or Lily and something. And uh, just an incredible, incredible episode. But he's going to hit, do a hit job on a guy, and the guy ends up being like some martial artist. <laughs> kicks the crap out of him, and then the guy's daughter is also a martial artist, and she kicks the crap out of him. And then like oh, the rest of it, it's like him and Stephen Root trying to track the girl down. She just like straight up climbs a tree and gets on the roof, and, is, and he's like, what are you? You know, thought it was amazing. <laughs> uh, really fun back and forth. You can tell they're having a blast making the show, but it's also super well done and super smart. And I just, uh, I love Bill Hader, so I had to talk about that one. Yeah, everybody loves Bill Murray. <laughs> All right, I'm going to head out. <laughs> I'm sorry. Put these headphones into that hat. I just can't, I can't stop it today. I can't, I, I, I can't turn it off. Uh-huh. It's just, it's just there. Lee Madison, great, great flick. Oh my gosh! Um, all right, so Will, tell me about uh, about Feeble. <laughs> Feeble is amazing. Soccer game. <laughs> I don't know. So, I, I mean, I love Feeble TLC. Uh, the last chapters. The original game is pretty. Is was also very good, but it was very short. Um, and I mean, you can look at the animations; they're pretty pretty terrible even for the time it was really outdated um the tlc gave uh several extra missions i think it's nine extra missions a lot of stuff to do in the beginning of the game some extra outfits and i don't know they actually they supposedly made the game look a little bit better like they smoothed out the resolution but it looks pretty much the same as the original uh it came out a year later Uh, i don't know how much more you want me to say about the game it's really fun i thought we were talking about what games we want remade and although this game was remade on the 360 for anniversary, um, it's, you want like a legit it only, okay. HD definition version. Yeah, an HD. I would like this game to actually get remade. So I'm hoping that they're going to announce a Fable remake, and I hope they go in the same vein as this game, uh, instead of going with one of the like you know Fable two or three, which are much more modern games. This this was my favorite out of the series. Mm-hmm. Is that it? That that and also. Although, although most people who like this game will say play it on the PC, I still prefer it on the Xbox. Well, the controller. Everybody loves the Xbox controller. Yeah, but most people will say it's better on PC because uh, all the hotkeys. But I yeah, it on... I mean, I still like controllers personally. That's why I have a wired Xbox 360 controller for my PC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why? Wow. And it's the black one, which is really hard to find. <laughs> but that's <laughs> whatever. Um, <laughs> All right, I'm here to talk to you guys about Toby MacGyver. Um, <laughs> Toby MacGyver? Oh my gosh! Oh no! Uh, I can't. I can't turn this off now. I can't. There's going to be off. so many angry comments. Look, <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> listen, I'm going to leave that comment. All right, listen. Okay. <laughs> I can't even think of another stupid name to say now. Garth is, Garth is so mad right now. <laughs> 
Look, all right. Tilly Majiver is the best Spider-Man. <laughs> Kilimanjaro. Um, anyways, Tobey Maguire um, is probably the best Spider-Man, at least in this humble man's opinion. Because everything about me is humble. I've never had an ego trip in my entire life. Um, <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> um, no, I mean, just from pure Spider-Man nostalgia, when they released the original Spider-Man... That scene blew my mind. Yeah, well, yeah, that 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 so first good. part, yeah, the CGI was amazing. But I thought the relationship dynamic between him and Mary Jane was awesome. I thought Doctor Octopus was awesome. Doc Ock. Um, I love the Green Goblin. I thought. Uh, oh baby. You know it's it's so funny. Um, I never would think of James Franco as kind of a serious actor, but he kind of was in the Spider-Man universe, which was like, he did great. And he did a really he good did. job with it. I was like, this is James Franco? Because after mm-hmm. that, I saw movies like, you know, uh, what is it, This is the End. Um, like, he can open his eyes? I don't know. <laughs> like he, he can open his eyes more than, like... Yeah. <laughs> and no, DeFranco, I, man. DeFranco was awesome. DeFranco? De, DeFranco? Uh, isn't that his name? William DeFranco? The guy that played oh, the guy. Oh, uh, William Defoe. You oh, just yeah, said Defoe like a million times. Yeah, I know. Well, you know, words are hard, man. <laughs> Phil- Philip DeFranco <laughs> played the Green that's, Goblin. That's the one, right? Philip DeFranco. Guy. Mm-hmm. Hey, and I don't care what anybody says. Defoe should be the Joker. You know, I'm sure you've seen those pictures, man. But like, oh, that actually is a good idea. God, he looks Bo- so good. Boondock Saints mm-hmm. is another great movie for him to be in. Mm-hmm. Indeedy. You can love or hate Boondock Saints, but he plays a hilarious. Do you know that awesome. James Cameron was originally supposed to direct the first one? James Cameron. Cameron. I was gonna say. Uh, you know like he's doing it on purpose to... this time. Purpose. Yeah, no. <laughs> James Cameron. He uh, Avatar he guy. The first one, and they're gonna have a sex scene in the web, like spider sex. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah, this is a true thing. You can look it up. Obviously, I don't think there's any pictures of this or anything, but Look, yeah. All right, James Cameron should have, like, his career should have been over when he directed Avatar The Last Airbender, because that was. Oh my gosh. We need to just end this now. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Please tell me you got the reference, at least. Yes, I got the reference. Okay. <laughs> but actually, speaking of James Cameron, the reason why Tobey Maguire's Spider Man actually uh, produces the webs organically is because of his script. Oh, really? Even though it has mm-hmm. nothing to do with the comics, yes. Wow. After the after this movie released, though, they actually uh, retconned for a while that uh, Spider-Man could produce the uh, webs, but then later on they changed it back. Well, it makes sense that um, from a stylistic standpoint to kind of take some artistic expression into your own control, but that's it makes kind so much of a more major. sense for him to make the webs. I mean, without the webs, how is he really Spider-Man? Like, he can climb on stuff, so can you he fly. Naturally, make the webs. Yeah. No, I just no. I I think it's cooler when he takes his science to the next degree and builds no, the webs. I love the device. fact that he can make the webs. I mean, otherwise, like, I mean, in you the can. comics, Deadpool steals his his uh, web slingers all the time. Does he? <laughs> he does. I haven't read those. Yeah. Anyway, go on. Sorry, I didn't. I, mean I until you get to the third one where he's doing that weird dance and he's acting like. I didn't like Spider-Man three as much. Let's just yeah, well, that way. studio interference. I really liked one and two. I thought two was the best of the three, mm-hmm. honestly, um, because and and the fact that he saved Mary Jane and the bus of kids was like what? Yeah. No, 
the comics definitely don't allow that. But right. I was like, well, that was like the tipping point for me of superhero movies. It was either the Spider-Man trilogy, or it was the Dark Knight trilogy. Those two are my favorite probably trilogies in all of mm-hmm. superhero movies. Yeah, I think Agree we, I think we, I think we peaked between this one, this trilogy, and Dark Knight trilogy. They're wildly different, but yes, I, they, I think they're both very, very good. And anybody Still that disagrees to... with me can stop watching the Krill cast. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out the spider web sex thing you're talking about. Yeah. Over that. Drawing, I've been drawing some diagrams and it just doesn't. I can see why the studio's. He's crazy. like, well, can I make I this happen at my honeymoon? Studies spider sex in real life. <laughs> I can tell you that gets really weird. Wow. Yeah. A little camel. Spiders don't actually right? have penises. Oh. Yeah. Right. And, you know, males a lot of times sacrifice themselves. So, like, some male spiders will jump purposely into the mouth of a female, and as she's eating his head, he'll mate. Wow. Yep, the more you know. That is. Followed marriage. by a bondage style love scene where Peter webs MJ to the Brooklyn dot 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 trails off. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, hello there. We do have um, the hard spider. Prawn movie that we all wanted but didn't want actually. Yeah. I'm so thankful this didn't get made. Can you imagine? He's like, I got your pizza. <laughs> <laughs> take off your clothes. I'm Spider Man. Oh, he doesn't have to take off the clothes. He just webs them off. Like, <laughs> steals them. <laughs> I swear, your clothes are not coming off of my hand. It's from all the. <laughs> All right, we need to stop. And then we need to shoot the web already. Yeah, <laughs> Premature web. No, 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 okay, no. Uh, now, now we're too far. Yep, oh, too far. Geez. can of worms. I was trying to keep it from going there. Put the can of worms back. And the kids. Think of the and kids. And we're going to be <laughs> snipping this one in the bud. <laughs> think of the children. Think of the children. No, I don't think of children after Kappa laws. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Don't have to. Did we just devolve into something else then? I mean, welcome to the Nature Channel welcome, now, boys. Welcome, yeah. to, welcome to 4chan. <laughs> anyway. As always, Chris. I'm Chris. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Tim. And we will see you on the next Curlcast. Right. This is, like, awkward. I'm trying to hear the...